Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 145 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we are back for another one of our short off-season episodes here. We seem to be doing these every two or three weeks with uh, not too much news, especially lately. The off-season sort of got off to a big bang, and now it's it's dying down a little bit here as we're kind of in the dead we're getting towards the dead middle of the off season uh before we get back to back to some overwatch action um joe how, how you been doing it's it's been a while it has yeah i uh finished up my uh second to last uh in classroom semester of uh of school so that's exciting yeah that's nuts look, look starting to look ahead now to um uh after after this year we'll spend a year out doing like academic work experience rotations nice um, so yeah that'll be that'll be exciting yeah it is exciting um all right well let's let's just head head right into the show here we got a nice little list of uh, of things to talk about uh the first being winter wonderland which if you haven't playing overwatch you should know about it by now because it's it's been out for almost uh, 11 days close to two weeks now um but we, we haven't talked about it on the show yet um and of course as winter wonderlands i I just love this event so much just gets me right into the christmas spirit love the music uh love the skins usually um yeah some great great skins this year once again the diva skin's great and i i obviously i'm a diva main so had to cop that right away um but as far as like patch notes go as well um there's not much here joe anything like outside of the skins that uh, are important and not tons um, speaking of that diva skin that was actually came in my uh, free box that I got nice I, like they give you free box yeah. so that was cool that's that's very um, nice. yeah uh, but yeah you're right not much not much in this patch other than that uh, competitive no limits season two is happening um, they talked about um, a, a new change in the patch notes that is being delayed to a future patch apparently um, where they've they've changed the way that the voice chat is um, presented, I guess, for for lack of a, a more detailed descriptor, um, that may may adjust the volume there, I guess. But um, evidently, they thought that was you know worth doing and whatever. So um, so that's the thing. And uh, Nambani and Gibraltar are now back in the competitive and quick play rotations. Evidently, they had been removed because of a geometry exploit oh. uh, but that has also been taken care of nice cool um well yeah go go get those skins and everything uh ends january 6th so you still got uh about a week or so a little over a week so still a chance to grab those skins and, and play in some winter wonderland if you have it oh yeah um but let's move into the signings here we got uh a nice little list here today uh, of signings and it's we're starting off with the florida mayhem who have um a nice little roster built at this point six and now seven with their new support player animo who is definitely a familiar name to everyone out there because he has been in the overwatch league since the start on the new york excelsior uh and sold dynasty last year of course main support player uh joining this Florida Mayhem team of Checkmate, Mirror, Adam, uh, Sir Maj, Hydran, and Someone. Um, 
of course, uh, you know, a young team, uh, as as Liquipedia states, three of their players are underage, but I think all of them should be good to go by the start of the season. Um, Anima, what do you think about this addition to that uh, to the support line with Sir Maj here in in Florida this year, Joe? Yeah, it's super interesting. I think um, one of the uh, he, you know by by virtue of who he is, you know, Anima's going to become I think a a big um, sort of cornerstone of uh, experience, uh, particularly for this roster. Although you do have uh, you know elements in there, um, a mirror. Obviously, we've seen lots of mirror. Um, uh, checkmate uh, has history even within the team, um, uh, and of course a lot you know contenders experience, um, obviously from from several of the others. But, uh, but but yeah, that that's super interesting. It's good to to see him hanging around, um, and to be able to, um, yeah, to to round out the support line. Um, uh, so much it seems like a um, you, you know promising sounding support player, uh, but obviously we'll definitely need some. Um, um, uh, you know, some support, some structure. I assume um, there in the in the team structure, and so that's that's I think going to be um, one of one of the biggest benefits there for adding Anima, but also you know just a really good support player, um, and you know mathematically every uh, every player who isn't a tank is going to be a little bit more valuable um, this coming season. So it's exciting <laughs> to see. Very true. Um, but yeah, Anima. It is nice to see him back. It's always nice to see his players back who unfortunately didn't make their teams. Um, and yeah, Animo's obviously been here since the start, and he's he's been good enough to stay stick around. Uh, and now he's good enough to stick around for season five. So excited to see him back. Um, he's not like an insane support player, uh, but I think he's pretty consistent. So I think Florida will take him. And yeah, as far as building the rest of this roster, definitely think you could maybe use another flex support just in case that flex double flex support meta that's rumored to come might happen um, or anything like that. But besides that, like technically you could just roll in with this roster right now if you're Florida. So we'll see what we'll see what else they do. Um, if this is the roster that they go with, I think too many un, too many question marks here for me to really think that this is an insane improvement or anything. Um, I don't know much about their three underage new players that they're bringing in. Um, and I am excited for Adam as well. Uh, but we'll see what they, what else they do, uh, if they do anything at all. Um, up next, we got a signing um, for the London Spitfire. Uh, they signed Admiral, a support player as well. Um, he's he's Estonian, actually, which I don't think... We, I, I do not think we've had an Estonian in in the overwatch league um but yeah he's been he's been uh all over um contenders eu on on the british hurricane of course the, one of the most famous uh eu contenders teams so um you got a good feeling about that he joins provide on the support line there uh and if you don't know the rest of the spitfire team they kept sparker and shacks and hottie um, and then they grabbed Backbone, Poco, and as I mentioned before, Provide. Um, all right, know anything about Admiral? Because I sure, I sure don't, Joe. Yeah, not specifically. Um, it's good to see um, you know retaining uh, within the Oregon, promoting him up from British Hurricane. That's um, I, I think definitely a, a good move, and it's good when teams are able to successfully uh, make that transition. We've got a, a couple others even this week that are that are doing that, which is which is nice. 
Um, um, but, but yeah, this is solid, you know, rounding out the roster. I, I would uh, definitely not be surprised if this is where they leave it as far as that goes um, with the, what, seven that they have now. Uh, and yes, as far as Estonian players uh, is the only, um, uh, certainly the over, only Overwatch League Estonian player. Evidently one of the Florida coaches is from Estonia. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, I just clicked on his, um, I just clicked on his look. It's Wikipedia page because it says coach on that Estonian player thing, and then I clicked on it, and then it actually said that he's actually the graphic designer, <laughs> so he's not oh, a coach. Well, um, you know, but basically, basically a coach. <laughs> yeah, he used to be a coach for Shoes Money Crew, apparently. Then he became a graphic designer. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, <laughs> um, all right. So what's up next here? Um, all right, we got some Toronto signings here. Um, the Toronto Defiant. Who are, who are of course going with another rebuild year as as they kind of always do um they signed finale and although um although sounds familiar to me but finale does not sorry joe my internet is not loading so i can't get to the there we go uh um all right finale although two more korean players for this full korean roster here for the toronto defiant of course the only player they kept was hisu um, then they added Twilight, Hotba, Chorong, Muse, and now Finale and Although. Um, and yeah, the, everyone is getting very hype about this Toronto team now, Joe, because um, they're getting some really good players uh, this year. Finale is coming from uh, Uprising Academy, who did have a fantastic year in uh, NA Contenders there at the end. Uh, and then you got Although coming from O2 Blast. Um, and the reason he's familiar is because he actually was on the London Spitfire as well. Uh, yeah, back in 2020. Yep. Um, yeah, it's really interesting looking at this this Toronto roster. I think you're right. It is, um, you know, looks relatively positive. Um, but it, it, it sounds weird to say this in my head, but the phrase that I came up with in my head was um, that this is interesting because it's a it's a sort of roster like combination that we haven't seen yet. Which obviously, you know, you know, duh, we haven't seen this combination of players play together, um, but um, you know, really, really bright elements for lots of different teams. Uh, whether that's um, you know, a hot buff for, um, uh, you know, for Kongjo, for Toronto, for Philly, um, uh, Hisu, who had a really good season with Toronto last year, but uh, players like Twilight, who obviously we haven't seen, um, <laughs> you know, in this kind of context in a while. Um, but pulling together and fitting into what I assume are going to be pretty unique ways um, uh, in this roster, it's definitely definitely um, an intriguing one coming out of Canada. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, before they were getting sort of some some talent at some talent um, and some big names that I think were more on the way out um, than they were. I think their peak usually had already hit. This year, though, I, I look at their team and I'm like, okay, like I don't think these guys have peaked out exactly, especially Muse. I think Muse is the most shocking signing for me personally um, because like he is still – this is about to be his second year and he had a fantastic first year. So we'll see if Toronto really is where talented players go to die if Muse just doesn't have a good year this year and the Toronto Defiance still suck, which would suck because this seems like a pretty talented set of players they've got here. So – We'll see what happens, of course. Uh, Got to wait till the season. 
All right, let's move on to the LA Valiant, uh, which is exciting that we got LA Valiant signing since we've last had a show, and there are actually four uh, with a very familiar name, of course, in Dia. Uh, they signed three DPS players. Dia's one of those three. Um, and, of course, we all remember Dia, OG Shanghai Dragon, um, and ended up being with them through 2020. They, he was not on the team for last year's championship, unfortunately. Uh, he, was on, he was on Team CC for that uh, last 2021 year. Uh, but, yeah, he's back in Overwatch, and he's back on the LA Valiant. He joins Innovation, Becky, and Coldest. Uh, Coldest, actually, should be familiar to some people because he was on the uh, Hangzhou Spark uh, since 2020. So these past two years, actually. And we got Becky, who's been um, on Team Diamond most recently, uh, and Contenders, and Innovation, um, on Team CC, actually with Team CC most recently as a coach, not a player, and now he's coming back to play for the LA Valiant. Um, this should be interesting for the LA Valiant, Joe. I mean, we got a familiar face, two familiar faces, and Dean Coldus. So it's not just random Chinese players like last year. Who, I mean, there were some some names we knew, but overall we were very confused as to who these people were and if they would be good. But they also had two Korean players and in Innovation and Becky. Um, and have three DPS players already. So this team is nowhere near done. Uh, but what do you think about the first, very first signs for the Valiant this offseason, Joe? Yeah, it's definitely, um, definitely some interesting additions. I think you're right. Um, you know, leaning into some of the, uh, some of the more established talent, but you know, um, it's definitely not a bad thing, particularly for, for this org, uh, with this roster and this history. Um, uh, I still am interested to see, you know, how this continues to evolve over the off season. Um, uh, obviously, you know, staying in Asia, you know, not going <laughs> all the way back to to the way this LA Valiant team used to be. But generally, the the vibe that I'm getting from um, the you know from the the community broadly is that they're feeling a lot more positive about this roster, um, which you know, and the one thing is, is a a good thing for the team and the good thing for the org but uh, I feel like they've they've definitely got a long way to go and lots of uh, lots of uh, things to prove between now and then um, you know to to have earned back any kind of you know um, I mean, any kind of weight in my my calculations in my head and all this kind of stuff um, but yeah like I said it, it, you know it's an interesting start obviously definitely not done. Um, and I'm sure over time we'll we'll get the rest of these elements, but um, my my expectations still at this point are not uh, not high. Is <laughs> same. I like I I think everyone's hype. I think you naturally want to be hype towards some players here and be like, okay, they can compete this year because we want we want every team to compete, right? Um, that's just as a fan, it's like I, I don't want the LA Valiant of last year who couldn't win a game. You know, I want I want a team that's going to be competing every week. So I, I hope these are good signings. But in all truthfulness, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know, especially with Overwatch 2 as well. Um, all right, we move on to probably what I think is the most hype signing here today we'll talk about. And that is the LA Gladiators signing Patipon, who uh, this had been rumored for a while now, I feel like. But they finally announced it. 
If you don't know who this is, uh, Patipan was a, a Thai player that has been very extremely hyped up ever since the World Cup in 2018, but has not been old enough to play until now. This is literally going to be the first season he will have eligibility to play in the Overwatch League. Um, I, yeah, I remember that 2018 World Cup. He was so young and it was like, well, we're not going to see him for a while. Um, but he's really good. He actually retired in 2020, retired from Overwatch at the end of 2020 to join, um, of course, Valorant. Uh, and apparently he's not liking it that much because um, he moved back to Overwatch League here and joins the LA Gladiators, who, of course, have been clearly spending money throwing the bank at everybody this offseason because their team is looking fantastic. They kept Space Kev's or Shoe skewed. Uh, add, added Funny Astro, added Ons, added Reiner, and now they're adding Patsy Um Yeah, this team is looking nuts. As long as he can return to form in Overwatch, I, I, everyone's going to be very excited. I think everyone's ready for a Rookie of the Year here for him, uh, or at least hoping for it, because he was electric when he was playing in that World Cup in 2018. What do you think about this signing, Joe? Is he, is he going to be uh, washed out, or or do you think he he'll, he'll he'll bring that hype and he'll um, he'll live up to it? Yeah, I mean it's it's you know you've got excuse me you've got you know you've got a unique player uh, when he announces his retirement at the age of seventeen <laughs> uh, <laughs> and goes to you, you know he goes to play another game, but um, but yeah to come back after um, a really successful Valorant career too. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, follow the scene. Obviously, that's not this podcast is not a Valorant broadcast, but um, the team he's playing on X10 evidently um, finished like in the top eight of the Valorant competitive season this most recent time. Like they were <laughs> su- super super positive. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they did well for themselves, um, and so the 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 question, even as his signing for the Gladiators was, you know leaked way back before it was really announced uh, but but the question was you know why would he come back to overwatch when you know he's having the success that he is in valorant but um but and then it ended up happening anyway so yeah it's it's definitely going to be um interesting to see him back um i remember he was playing a lot of doomfist and, and this this kind of you know projectile um dps kind of stuff but um but, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a really, um, really interesting story uh, for this roster, and um, to to come alongside Kevstar and Odds, I mean that's uh, it's it's going to be a, a, a very very remarkable combination. Oh yeah, yeah, it's going to be super fun to watch. And of course, he's the first Thai player since Mickey, I think, in Overwatch League. So, um, and that was a very memorable Thai player. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see. It is it's crazy. They must have. They must have really thrown some money at him if he he's had the successful in Valorant and um, he decides to leave for the Gladiators. From from what I've seen on Twitter, like Overwatch League is still paying much more than being on a Valorant team, um, so I imagine that could be a very big reason why. Um, but maybe he's just excited for Overwatch Two as well because a lot of people are, uh, and you have a lot of uh, Valorant pros coming back to Overwatch now. Uh, because it's it's the time. Overwatch 2 is going to come out, for the pros at least, this year, if you join the Overwatch League. So, um, yeah, and our last signing here, 
uh, is the Boston Uprising signing Victoria, who uh, has been a DPS player for their academy team. I think a lot of people on the internet were saying this was um, the missing piece for this Boston Uprising roster. Um, they need a hardcore hit scan player, and that is Victoria, uh, part of that pretty successful Boston Uprising Academy team last year that could beat every team in NA besides Redbird Esports, uh, constantly losing to them. But uh, they still look good, so Victoria will join that DPS line of Striker and Valentine uh, as their hit scan specialist, which is what they needed. That's that's who they needed. Um, and honestly, this team's looking pretty set right now. I don't know if they sign anyone else. If you haven't been paying attention, they kept Punk, Faith, and Valentine. They added Crimzo, brought back Striker, uh, got Marvel, got MCD, uh, now Victoria. Uh, what do you think about the Victoria signing? And then what do you think about this roster? Because this could be it. This could be their final roster here, Joe. Yeah, and honestly, if it if it was if that was it, I think that would be uh, still definitely in a really good position yeah, as far as that goes. Agreed. Um, I mean, um, to, you know, talk about you know hanging on to your hanging on to your core and and building around it. I mean. Uh, it feels like a year ago that they signed Striker, and we were talking about how <laughs> how good a signing that was. But um, uh, but yeah, in the meantime, you know, building the pieces around it, uh, pulling up some of your uh, academy talent, um, and and uh, you, you know, even you know, players like Crimson uh, coming out from other uh, other other teams and stuff. <laughs> but um, this it's definitely been a really really good off season for them. Um, uh, again, last year, my, my comment was all about, you know, I think this is the best, the best, uh, Boston roster we've seen yet. Um, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to wait for my, uh, uh, <laughs> season, season five preview episode to find out. take to, <laughs> to find out if I think this one's better, uh, mostly cause I haven't sat, sat down to think about it yet, but, um, but yeah, absolutely looking really good. Um, and I think uh, if, you, if you're a Boston fan, you've got a lot to look forward to. Oh yeah, I'm still going to be rooting for him, even though I don't work for him anymore, for sure. <laughs> Lori, Lori messaged me Merry Christmas on Christmas. I was like, dang, I, I miss that dude. Um, you're rooting for everyone. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for the signings this week. Excited, excited to see these rosters finalized, and like Joe said, eventually do our season preview and power rankings. But that's still so far down the road, which is sad. Um, all right. Um, speaking of far down the road, we get, we might have some, some things happening far down the road here, um, this year in overwatch, because, uh, if you haven't been paying attention to Twitter, there was one day where a bunch of overwatch content creators teased us all with their tweets, um, about their confidence being restored in overwatch in the dev team in a bunch of things revolving around overwatch which is nuts to think about joe that they could have one meeting with the developers come out all tweet about how excited they are and how their faith is restored with how this game is going currently uh, because this game currently has no support uh, is looking awful and you just you it boggles your mind you're like what could they have possibly said in like a, a short meeting with content creators that restored their faith in this game um that is pretty much dying that they've left to die um any i mean i even myself i don't want to like 
think about it too much because if I overhype too much and then it's not as good as I hope, like it's gonna be sad. But Joe, any like guesses? I guess on what the hell they could have been shown or told in that meeting that um, is that good? Yeah, that was definitely my uh, my initial response as well. Yeah, that you know, oh, good for them. You know, I'm glad it's positive sounding, but. Any kind of speculation we do at this point feels like, um, um, the, you know, inevitably will be underwhelmed. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, there have been you know some some logical processes I've seen, um, uh, you know, come out over time. Because uh, number one, obviously, we haven't you know been officially announced any of what this may have been. Um, so so we're all still speculating here. But um, uh, no- notably the there weren't any uh, players, <laughs> you know, overly players involved in this, uh, that this was purely like a, a content creator summit, uh, which kind of makes me think, um, and, you know, the other people whose ideas that I've seen, <laughs> um, you know, makes me think it's, it's must be more, you know, relevant to the community um, and to the, you know, building of the player base and, and that kind of thing, um, rather than uh, competitive elements. Um um, and so whether that means, uh, you know, for example, um, that uh, Overwatch is moving to some kind of free-to-play model, you, you know, that that could could make that could fit that category, or if um, there was some kind of um, I thought I had thought of something else. I was going to say this. I forget what it was, but but, but you know, rather than oh, there's going to be a you know Overwatch two public beta. I feel like. Whether they did or not, they should have included, um, you know, some players involved in that, and uh, and and include them in on, you know, availability for the game for them too. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's the yeah. I've heard free to play um, tossed around. I've heard you know, oh, there's going to be a some kind of beta. Uh, I've heard that idea tossed around. Um, was it you that was saying something about you know is there gonna be some sort of like creator support um like cosmetic something like yeah uh, like epic games does kind of yeah maybe something like that like overall i think the best thing that could have been announced or that could be hype is that free to play or like battle pass just a different monetary model in general um i think could be what they were hinted at just like or even copying like League of Legends payment model or something like that. Like it doesn't have to be exactly like Fortnite or or anything like that. Just anything that's free to play and gets gets this game in the hands of more people. Like I, I think that in in turn like boosts each other. If if you see someone on Twitch streaming Overwatch or like and and you're enjoying it, you don't have to pay money. You don't have to spend forty bucks on it. You can just download and be like and be like okay i want to try it it gets into more people's hands for sure um and it works i mean we've seen it with fortnite we've seen it with league of legends we've seen it with all these free-to-play games like it still makes them a lot of money and probably makes them more money than than the current model for overwatch too overwatch as well to be honest i mean people spend so much money on these skins so much money on everything they see their stream favorite streamers with all these skins that they pay a lot of money for it. Um, 
And I, I personally pay for a lot of battle passes, a lot more than I probably should, because I'm always like, yeah, I could finish this battle pass, and then I just end up not doing not doing that most of the time. But um, yeah, overall, I think it's it definitely has it's it doesn't have to do with competitive um, because it is content creators. Um, being where I was in the scene, I can say, and and having connections, I can say they will be doing. Uh, the same thing with the players very soon um so it could be but they would definitely do it with the players first if it was competitive focused i feel like so um they're gonna tell the players this news it's it's just um the, the content creators got it first so it feels like it has something to do with free to play and that doesn't even have to be overwatch 2 is gonna be free to play that could be like we're going free to play with overwatch 1 like this year or whatever and everyone can play it and that's going to start a new monetization model. We're going to start doing it in Overwatch 1. And then when Overwatch 2 comes out, it'll be that way too. Or something like that. Um, but yeah, those are all my theories. Got any more, Joe? <laughs> or, or are we good to move on? Uh, yeah, it's... you know, Like we're talking about, you know, speculation is speculation until we hear something at this point. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, that it is definitely good. Uh, that you know clearly something's happening and it's something positive so oh yeah big time um oh yeah there was a the last thing on our list is um there was a lego leak for overwatch 2 apparently there's going to be an overwatch 2 lego set uh which has been leaked by a russian lego news group um and yeah it's if you haven't seen it there's a tweet for it um they're two separate sets and both of them are like are basically related to what we've all seen already so this isn't like anything new to us um in that first overwatch 2 trailer it's a lego set of that of those robots basically uh, alongside may and tracer or actually it's just one set i'm guessing um and that's just the back of the set so it's just one set and it is that big robot that they fought in the trip in the first trailer for overwatch 2 with tracer and may um so yeah, but uh, you know, it seems like they have been given some information on Overwatch 2 possibly or anything like that. Um, release date is unknown for the set. I would imagine it comes out after Overwatch 2 comes out. It'd be weird if they released a Lego <laughs> set before the game. Um, but the fact that, that would be the theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they have a Lego set means like that. That feels like oh, maybe they will be trying to get a public beta or something going this year because obviously in that meeting. Um, it got delayed or whatever, but we don't know when it's officially coming out. But the fact that they're already playing Lego since is weird to me, for sure. Um, anything else you've heard around this, Joe? Uh, yeah, not specifically. I just thought it was interesting yeah. that uh, I, I mean, you know, obviously it wasn't you know officially announced or anything, but um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that clearly it's it's in the works there are, there are things moving is is yeah, yeah. sort of the the vibe of this episode you know clearly things are happening uh we just have no idea what they are or to what extent they are happening so yeah i mean it very it very well could come out before overwatch 2 too because it is it is the trailer like we all know this already so it could come out before who knows um but yeah that is very interesting that that guy leaked for sure and uh, we got nothing else on this episode, unless you have anything, any last words here, Joe. Uh, I think that should be about it. Um, 
obviously last episode for the year so yeah. happy 2021 yeah last um, last 2021 episode and we'll, we got lots to look forward to <laughs> yeah 2022 it's coming quick uh, and the season hopefully will come quick too uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of On the Flank. If you want to follow our Twitters, mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And our show's Twitter is at On the Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, you could go to on hyphen the hyphen flank.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening uh, and enjoy the holiday season here. <laughs>